Welcome to episode number three of the Hair Life Podcast. I'm your host, Lena, makeup artist turned hairstylist. On this podcast, we talk about hair and life, and I answer a lot of your questions. So today's question comes from a comment on YouTube regarding hair color that is natural, like henna, versus professional hair color. I hope you enjoy the episode. Let's get to it. Today we're picking a comment from one of my videos on YouTube and addressing it. So I have a video called henna for your hair pros and cons of natural hair color. Someone just left a comment two days ago saying the following. I have dyed my hair with Wella L'Oreal Garnier for the past 15 years, all done by my hairdresser who is a color specialist. The chemicals in the dye messed up my hair so much. I lost more than half of my hair gradually over the last year. And now when I'm washing my hair, you get a plain view of my scalp. I have now turned to dyeing it with henna mixed with cassia and my hair feels so much softer and healthier. I used to get itchy scalp with little red bumps every time I dyed it at the salon. Now with henna, it is truly a much better experience. Should have converted years ago. Never ever touching chemical-based hair dyes ever again. This comment is loaded uh, and there's so many things that I want to talk about here because I think she raises or he raises a lot of uh, really, really good points. First of all, the first thing that, that, that sticks out for me is that Garnier is not a professional hair color. So she says that she has, I'm just going to say it's a she because I think it's just easier. She's dyed her hair with uh, Wella L'Oreal Garnier for the past 15 years, all done by her hairdresser. Uh, Wella is professional, L'Oreal there is a professional brand, and Garnier is not a professional brand that's a box color so let's not mishmash them all together and say that they're all done by a hairdresser I, I don't know her hairdresser her hairdresser could be working uh, in their basement or their hairdresser could be uh, at a very high-end salon so I really don't know this hairdresser and I can't really speak for what this person has done for her now there are brands that she hasn't tried you know there's a Veda and I've worked with Kevin Murphy I know that it's a very good brand Kevin Murphy has a lot of of really good natural ingredients and so does Aveda. So the second point that she says is that the chemicals in the dye messed up my hair so much. I lost more than half of my hair gradually over the last year and now when I'm washing my hair you get a plain view of my scalp. Okay so couple things here. You don't know that the chemicals in the dye or in the hair color actually is what messed up your hair. You really don't know this. A lot of times, 99% of the time when we lose our hair it is internal and it is genetic. There's no such thing as a hair dye that's going to just break off your hair. Chemists and beauty brands are not evil. They're not out to get us. They're not out to kill us. They're not out to cause us cancer. They're not going to put ingredients in their products that are going to, to kill us because that's really bad for their, you know, shareholders. Like that's bad. That's not, that's not good business practice. And that's just going to get them a bad reputation. Why would they want to do that? Why would L'Oreal try to purposely put something in the hair that is bad for you. 
Also, chemists are working all the time and, and these companies are pumping tons of money into their research and into their, the, the latest scientific research to make sure that we get the best products that are going to give us the, the best hair. So there's no such thing as hair that, or hair care that's bad for you. So when we lose our hair, it is internal, it is genetic, it is highly genetic. I bet you that if I were to look at this person's uh, genetic history, look at their mother's side, their father's side, look at their uncles, look at their, you know, their family tree, I bet you that there is hair thinning and hair loss. There's also stress and there is diet. I see a lot of vegans, for example, who lose their hair. It's like a snowball effect. If you start out with just stress, like say you're, you're, you, know, you're you have a stressful time in your life, that increases your cortisol levels. It messes up with your hormones, and now your hormones are out of balance, and your hormones can cause hair loss or the the imbalance of your hormones can cause hair loss impacted with the the genetic predisposition to losing your hair that could really wreak havoc and it's just you know a, a storm waiting to happen and that's what can cause it so the dye or the hair color i don't call it dye uh, professionally we use, we say hair color the hair color could have been the i want to say quote unquote the last straw but it is not the cause so now she's saying that she's been using henna with cassia i've actually never used cassia so i don't really know what that is or what it does um, my video is purely about henna because i've used it myself and um, i just talk about the pros and cons she says that she used to get an itchy scalp with little red bumps every time she dyed it at the salon that sounds like an allergic reaction it sounds like her whatever ingredients are in the hair color did not uh, work for her scalp so if it if henna works for you that's great i'm not saying that henna is bad i'm not saying that you should never use it i'm not saying that hair color is bad i'm not saying that hair color is good everyone is different and if it works for you then that is wonderful i'm not here to preach any particular brand i'm not here to preach uh, anything i'm just here to educate you and tell you the difference because i have been to hair school i'm a professional hairstylist and i'm also a consumer so i also go to the salon and i get my hair color done and i get my hair cut and i've also used henna and i've stopped using henna for certain reasons so every time i i tell you guys about something Thing that I speak about from personal experience it's not just anecdotal I'm also talking about the, the evidence that I've seen from my clients in the salon and I've talked to my colleagues as well my professional colleagues and they give me their input and advice so if you have any questions you want to come to someone like me who is behind the chair who's also in the chair a lot of the times hair is a lot of science and it's a lot of chemistry to bring it back to allergies and an allergic reaction it's, this is why we're taught to do a strand test from what i see in her comments it sounds like she has you know some type of an allergy a sensitivity that is just not agreeing with this particular hair color and she says that she's used wella and l'oreal and garnier so a brand like kevin murphy for example has honey in it and it has a lot of really really calming ingredients that clients love so even clients when i was working in in a hair and a kevin murphy salon the clients that used to have allergic reactions 
Jones never reacted to the Kevin Murphy line. So that's one line that she hasn't used. Maybe if she were to use it, she would love it. And there's also Aveda a lot of times that some people say that they are allergic to Aveda, maybe because it has too many essential oils. Sometimes we're, we're allergic to the essential oils. Not everything that's natural is good. And I do want to bring up another point about henna and I will make a full episode about this and go into, you know, in depth the pros and cons of henna. Henna is just because it's natural doesn't mean that it's good. If you're going to buy a henna that is, uh, has different colors besides red, that is not real henna. So if you see blonde henna, there is no such thing. It is a chemical, man-made chemical, let's say, you know, because everything is a chemical anyway. So I don't like using the word chemical. It's not, it's not a bad thing you know, chemicals are not bad. The way the henna plant is harvested brings up a huge question mark because we don't know what goes into the plant. A lot of times these plants are grown with a lot of pesticides and there are heavy metals in the soil and that soil gets absorbed by the plant and then the plant ends up carrying those heavy metals and then you put those heavy metals in your hair that can burn your hair if you were to get a chemical treatment. So if you were going to say get maybe a keratin treatment or you're gonna get your hair lightened. So those are metallic salts that are going to sit on your hair that could potentially cause third degree burns if you are going to get your hair um, chemically colored or lightened. We really don't know how henna works because there's not enough scientific research behind it. We don't, there's no, there's no FDA approval for henna. There's no governing body that tells us how henna is um, made or what's in it or the chemical compounds. Some henna is fake, some henna is real. They come from different countries in the world. So every country kind of harvests or plants it in a different way. You know, if it works for you, then that's wonderful if it works for you then stick to the brand that you are using don't mess don't use different brands again like i said uh, a lot of cosmetics companies tout it as a natural alternative to hair color and i i just don't understand why we have to go that route because uh hair color is just as good <laughs> and it doesn't it doesn't damage the hair so in any case it sounds like this person really didn't trust her hairstylist and uh, she went and wanted something that was an alternative you know kind of like how we we go to an alternative medicine uh, doctor or Chinese medicine doctor instead of going to our western doctor because we don't trust our doctors so I, I it really breaks my heart when I hear stories like this because you know the more education we have about our beauty about our hair about our skin we make better educated decisions i would also love to know whether this person got their hair back to the way that it was before and i wonder if anything else had changed in her life uh, that could cause this because she says that she should have used henna from before from the very beginning and she stopped using hair dye and henna has made her hair so much softer and healthier and I wonder what that means okay maybe the hair is softer I I don't know how that works because henna actually dries out the hair henna is very very strong it feels like a very like it almost keratinizes the hair it makes it very dry so I don't know how it makes the hair softer maybe it's a particular brand of henna that she uses but I also want to know what she stopped losing hair and 
she mentions that she can could see her scalp when she was using hair dye. So I wonder if now she you can't see her scalp. I, I hope that her hair has grown back. I wonder if she mixes anything in with the henna. Besides cassia, a lot of people will add turmeric or coffee or tea because they think that it's going to give it more of a vibrant color. I do wonder if she has less stress in her life. Maybe she changed her diet. Maybe she moved. There are so many different factors. Correlation is not causation. Just because something correlates with something else does not mean that it that it caused it. I'd like to know if this person got her hair back to health and shine and if there have been any other factors involved. There's also postpartum. Maybe if this person is a female, maybe she just had kids. Maybe she, her kids had grown up and moved. So many other lifestyle factors that go into uh, hair, hair loss, skin, weight, like all of it. Okay, so enough philosophy for today. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you again very soon. Bye-bye.